Welcome, Welcome to UTARadio.com here tonight. Me and you, me and Creighton Branch are here, your co-host here tonight for the second edition of The Hot Seats. So tonight we have plenty to talk about. Last night in particular, though, to lead things off, we saw a very interesting and entertaining tennis match. Tennis doesn't get talked about enough, Creighton, and... I really do enjoy watching this sport. It can be very, very entertaining between two players just fighting it out all night long. Yeah. Well, you know, Micah, there's a we don't. No one really talks about tennis on any sports network, really, and uh, it's kind of a shame because it's a it's an amazing sport. I think it's a lot of fun to talk about. Um, there's a lot of emotion that goes behind it. Rafael Nadal is hands down. My favorite, one, one of my favorite player of all time. And he's hands down one of the best players of our generation. I think he's better not, than Roger Federer. Oh, you can make an argument for that. I seriously think so. he's definitely the best player I've ever seen on clay courts for sure. But, you know, you could definitely make an argument there. He's definitely one of the best, if not the best, of our generation right now. So, he's definitely been a pleasure to watch, especially in this tournament. So, let's talk about last night. It's, like you said, it's been a blessing to see him in this tournament. You know, he puts me on this emotional roller coaster. I'm not quite sure anybody other than Tiger Woods puts me on this emotional roller coaster. Okay. And you have to give team a lot of credit like for last night's effort. That was he could have easily put his fingers down and well, just I think said I'm done. Other than Novak Djokovic, team is the be- Dominic team is the best matchup against Rafael Nadal. No doubt, no doubt. He's definitely been able to have his number. I mean, every player seems or every team, like in sports, or every player always has that one player. It's just difficult for you to beat. It's like a rival, like, in a sense. Like, for Texas Rangers, for instance, like, it's Oakland. But you understand where I'm coming from, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, those guys were creating incredible shots. At one after another, you, you know, there was times when you didn't understand that. You were like... How on earth would he get this shot off? And sure enough, he did, right? Yeah, they definitely made a lot of big and gutsy hits last night. Late, Especially later, in, as the match got later and later, like in that fourth set, there was a couple of plays that TM made that, you know, I don't know. Like, that was gutsy, especially on a couple set points there in that third set, you know. I know, here I am sitting at, it's 1.30 in the morning, and I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know? That fifth set was pretty wild last night. I mean, nobody expected it, especially after, you know, he had that break early in the fourth set. I mean, things were looking set, and then Tim gave it up, and then it went. he went down 6-5, to five, and then, I mean, it was just a whole roller coaster. And I always night. thought that through the match, Tim would wear out, because that's how Rafa usually gets his opponents, is going into the fourth set, the fifth set, wearing them out within, you know, Four hours, I would say, f- even five hours sometimes. And that was team's longest match by at least 50 minutes because he hasn't, let alone, he's never played a match over four hours. That one almost lasted five. It was 450 something. I can't remember. Yeah. I don't have it right in my face. But man, this is why I love tennis because these matches last forever. And, and like, every it, point is exciting. Every point is exciting. It's not like baseball. It's not slow. That's <laughs> for sure. It's oh, really now you're saying baseball is slow. Oh, yeah. Baseball good. Is slow, good, good, man. good. I'm glad that's you're why, on that that's train why now. I'm okay with baseball because, like, in a sense, like, yeah. I, I can deal with it because, like, I get a chance to be in between 50. But tennis, you don't get that chance. I mean, I guess you kind of do between points. That's but the best they're part. All exciting. So it's like, in a sense, it's. 
yeah, it's fast paced, but you also get a small breeze as well. So that's why I can deal with it. And I kept feeling, I kept feeling like these were the shots that, like, if team team was making these shots, and I was like, these are the ones that are gonna win the match. You make these when you win the match, and I was like, oh, not again. We are so close. Rafael Nadal is so close to getting, uh, you know, matching Federer's major record. It's like we just we just need to win a couple more on, on hard court. And he did it. And we're not even done yet, which is the worst part. We still have to go through Del Potro in the next in the next match on Friday. Thank God yeah, that the there is two days in between is, that. Uh, Federer lost the other night, so exactly. I mean, it would be nice to see Roger Federer not Nate all final, but I mean, it opens the door now. Maybe I will see DJ. <laughs> you know, seriously, but I don't think that Novak is, you know, to the point. Uh, where he can still compete with these guys coming off his injury from last year, all the issues he's had, trying to get back into the swing of things, playing four hours of tennis, playing five hours of tennis. I don't think he's ready yet. So I think if the hardest test, I honestly think that the Del Potro match on Friday for Nadal is actually going to be harder than the team match at this point because Del Potro doesn't match up as well with team, I mean, as well with Nadal as team does. But Del Potro plays better on hard court than team does. You oh, know, yeah. And the, team team said, specialties on clay with Nadal. And as I said before, Nadal's specialty is on clay courts. Nadal, Cole. And he, Nadal, Micah. Nadal. Okay, there you go. There you go. Nadal. Put some respect on the guy's Nadal. name. <laughs> okay, He's I'll only the number one ranked tennis player in the world for a reason. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Wait, no, you didn't know, that? didn't know that? Okay, I, I was about that. to say. <laughs> I was about to say. But, but no, it's it's a lot of fun. Tennis is a blast. I wish we'd talk about it more, but I felt like we just we needed to cover that because it was such an epic match. That that was one that's going to go in for the history books. It was the longest match of the whole tournament so far, and it'll probably end up being the longest match of the tournament when yeah, it's all said and done. there's always that one match every tournament, every Grand Slam tournament that goes five five hours. I mean, that's what happens. And there was points when team was trying to to kill it. And the same with Nadal, and those guys would just not go away. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Running and cross remember, court last night. This that first set team yeah. had it all on his side. Hey, he skunked him. He skunked him. And I was like, I, 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 I was like, "Oh no!" I thought, "Here we go again." Another Rafael Nadal right choke. There you go. Boom. Third set. He got third set, and then you know things started looking up and up. And I think that's what got him going. I mean, I know he lost the fourth set, but. It was really exciting after the first set. It was really something to watch. There is nobody that I can think of in all my years of watching tennis that plays harder with more passion than Rafael Nadal. Would you agree? Sorry, say that one more time. You're not listening, Micah? <laughs> yeah, I'm listening. Put some respect on the man's name. <laughs> There's nobody that plays harder passion with harder passion with more heart than Rafael Nadal. No doubt. Can you man. agree? I definitely agree, especially from the tennis aspect. He always is putting in the work. I love how he does his business on the tennis court. That's what pushes him past everybody, is his willingness. And he said it last night. It's my willingness to go get one more ball. It's my willingness to run one more time, you know? Yeah, no doubt. One more sprint. And there, and I totally he's in the semifinals. <laughs> and here we go. Hopefully we can get another U.S. Open. It's my favorite tournament besides the French Open. Because you can be for it, me, it's the Wimbledon. But I mean, really, I also really do love the French Open. No, 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 no. The U.S. Wimbledon, Open is the stadium type kind of Wimbledon and U.S. Open are my two favorite tennis. tennis I love the U.S. Open because it feels like a football atmosphere. It's not as loud, obviously, and you know you can't talk during this the uh, the, the games. But 
it's I guess I love the tennis. You could be a lot more flexible in that stadium than you could with Wimbledon or anywhere else. That's why I like it. I really like the grass courts though, is because it gives Andy Murray an advantage. Yeah, well, you (laughs) know what? Player, so congratulations (laughs) to that call. When's last time Andy Murray won anything? 2013, I believe, or is it 2015? No, it's 2015. His first one was in 2013 at Wimbledon. Exactly. And he also won the Olympics at Wimbledon. I do remember back-to-back golds. So Ah, can live up to that. When was that? 2016. Yeah, it was over two years ago, Carl. (laughs) But anyways, going into the next part, this is what we call, we're starting a new segment called What's What. It's just a little fun little thing for this first segment that I would like to do, that you would like to do as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. We'll bring a little bit of craziness into it. Yeah, I want to know a stat that you found today or whenever this week that I don't know about. I don't know what's going to come, but I'm curious to see what you found. Honestly. For me, like, this surprised me even. Like, when I think of baseball, I think, like, for an average score, I think about, you know, 5-2, 5-3, 4-2. But it's much to my surprise that it was actually 3-2. to two. So, and honestly, thinking on it, one-run games, they're actually more common than we think. Like, because you'll see a lot of games going to the 8th and ninth inning, and it's, like, tied. And then somebody will walk it off or whatever. But here's another stat. 61% of the time. One run games since nineteen oh from nineteen oh one up until twenty eleven, sixty one percent of the time the home team is one. Are you surprised by that statistic? That's odd. I mean, I I'm telling you what I'm telling you. I mean, I mean to be fair though, the home team does have an advantage whenever it comes to one run games because like when you're going into extra innings in particular, and one run games. Yeah. So whenever they one run scores for the bottom of the Bottom of the inning? Yeah. The game's over. So that's why it doesn't really surprise me. The, the statistic that surprised me more is whenever it's a two-run game, over 50% of the time the road team wins. So that, that was another thing that really surprised me. Well, let me give you mine. This one is a little bit less American, too, of course, as you'll hear in a second. And a little bit more heartfelt, I guess you could say. A little bit more fun. But the uh, on today, today in sports, 1988, the Canadian Football League's Earl Winfield, who played for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, who also played for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, your own Johnny Manziel, uh, scores, he scores a touchdown on a 101-yard punt return, a 100-yard kickoff return, and a 58-yard pass interception reception all in the same game. Wow, that's pretty impressive. If only Johnny hey, Manziel could do now, that. See the Maybe thing. he'd be on an NFL team. Maybe. But, I mean, remember, the Canadian Football League is very different. So compared from the NFL, so and that's even worse because Johnny couldn't make it in the Canadian Football League. So what are you trying to say? Johnny has not been good since college. (laughs) I'm just gonna be honest, like based on everything I've seen. You're not wrong. I love the way that Johnny played in in college, but he needs to get his life together too. So to be quite fair with you, but yeah, no that that was the stat I found today. I thought that was really crazy. When's the last time have you ever seen anybody in the NFL come close to something like that? Um, not that I can remember. Yeah, no, it's been. I a... guess the last time I saw a punt return that was over a hundred yards was the was the kick six on against Alabama. <laughs> oh, in college? Yes. Oh my gosh! Like, but yeah, and then also had the one hundred yard kickoff and the fifty eight yard reception. That's, that's pretty. Impressive. That's two more. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I'm trying to think of a time I've seen that. Like it's been a while. So, yeah, pretty interesting. But yeah, that's all we got for the first segment. Uh, coming up, Ka, 
what's what's your take on Nick Saban? Oh. Is his antics out of bounds? Are they in bounds? Oh, we're gonna. How would to, you approach these things? I keep I, people coming back. I'm gonna I, hold that for thought for a second. I want to know what you have to say when we get back. Oh yeah, but no doubt. But guys, just to let you know, UTA night at Globe Life Park is coming up on Tuesday, September 18th. That's a pretty good one, Creighton. Join our fellow Mavericks at the ballpark when the Rangers take on the Tampa Bay Rays at 7.05 p.m. This night includes a special Mavericks-themed Rangers cap for the first 1,750 fans at the ballpark with a special ticket voucher. Tickets must be purchased online in order to receive a voucher that is redeemable for that limited edition UTA-themed Rangers cap. Go to texasrangers.com slash theme nights for more information. All right, so now we're going to take a short break. And we'll be right back to talk about Nick Saban. See you back in just a moment on UTARadio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat here on UTARadio.com. Man, tennis is a fun sport, Kyle, is it not? Yeah, I know it is. I had a blast time, but I'm, I'm, I'm sad we had, we had to go out and stop talking about it, but it's okay. I want to get right into this next segment because it's, it's a hot topic right now in the world of sports. Especially in media, honestly, where we are at, right now, yeah, where we are at in our in our media careers, I think this is a really important topic to talk about. A high profile hit coach, exactly. Um, So, with that being said, over the weekend, Alabama played Louisville. You know, just stunk them, right? Skunked them. Yeah, it was not a game at all. To put it, I mean, it was really like a lot of people are saying it was going to be a lot closer than everyone thought, but. It turned out to be just as big of a blowout. It it was a bad. It wasn't. I didn't enjoy it at all. Louisville. I didn't think I had a chance. They ended up not having a chance, I as never you really saw. Gave them much of a chance. I thought maybe they would score some points. Exactly, or and so maybe keep it reasonable. But man, it was terrible. It was bad. And so what happened after the game was that the reporter for ESPN came over to Nick Saban, and as we know, Nick Saban has been trying out both these quarterbacks. Did it in the game on Saturday. Between uh, Jalen Hurts and Tua, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name because that's a disrespect to him. But we know who he is, and he's been we've been very observant, I guess you could say, of this quarterback draw because Jalen Hurts was the quarterback for two years until two, until the the new one Tua. I'm going to say his first name only comes into the championship and you know lights up the entire field. And so now they're trying. He's trying out both these quarterbacks. And the ESPN reporter asked him about the two quarterbacks, what he saw out of the two. And he goes off, he gets mad, and starts saying, stop asking me these questions. You're trying to get me to talk about one of my guys badly. I'm not going to do it. And he basically was bullying the the reporter. And I want to get your take on this. Was his antics, his yelling, was it inbounds or out of bounds? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. It was out of bounds. and. You could have handled it a little bit better in this situation because, I mean, she's just asking a valid question. Like, what is your take on this? But instead, he just kind of like, I guess he just got a little ticky about it. So it's like, okay, like, I, I understand where Nick Saban's coming from. You obviously don't want to ta- talk down on your guy. But if you want, you can redirect a question and talk positively about both guys. If you want to, like, go that direction, maybe, like, so it's not such a negative light, like you're bullying around the reporter. So that's kind of like, yeah, he's definitely out of bounds on this situation. Yeah, I've I had it, it's inexcusable. Absolutely, I have had an issue with Nick Saban for a while about this topic. I think he is a, and people have thrown this word around a lot, 
a straight up bully. But, um, you know, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry, Carl. He was he's a straight up bully. I think he's very disrespectful to the media at points. But the reporter, as you said, was asking a valid question. You put two quarterbacks in. You're going to get answers about your two quarterbacks because what are you going to do? I mean, you're going to, you're going to play both quarterbacks for the rest of the season. That's not how Alabama works, and especially with Tua being a different style quarterback than we've seen from Nick Saban. It's for Nick Saban's you know offense. Of course, we're going to ask questions about this. So why is he getting all upset? It's think, unbelievable to me that he's allowed to do this. I think from a realistic standpoint, he should have been expecting it. And I, I don't know why he's thinking any less I mean, of it in this particular situation. I mean, it's a very, very interesting like situation here because my question is, is Nick, was Nick Saban seriously thinking that it was not going to come up? Like, No, I exactly. Think that's, like, what ridiculous. were you thinking was going to happen? Like, we're going to ask you about the quarterback situation if you're going to put two quarterbacks in. More than once, and that probably wasn't the last time. Actually, I know it wasn't the last time he got asked that question that night. He had to go straight to the press conference and ask the same question after that. And well, I don't. And let's take this back to last season. Remember, you switched quarterbacks in the championship game. Things weren't going well against Georgia, and things turned around once you made the quarterback switch. So, I mean, should we be surprised? Like now, we're seeing like a change here. It's yeah. like we're seeing both go in. It's like okay, is, is this like a permanent like? What which way are you leaning? And you know, I get it. You're a five time champion. You've won multiple SEC titles. You're always the number one recruiting class until George last year, right? But you, it doesn't matter. I don't think you're allowed to talk to reporters like that. They're just doing their job, are they not? No, they are doing their job. Yeah, and they're asking the questions, they're and just I thought asking a very very valid question. And I like thought she handled it real well. I thought she kept going. She didn't get upset or anything about it she just asked the next question honestly if i was in that situation i might not let him go to the next question until he answers that question because i know it's a valid question it's not a it's not a question that should be avoided like as i said before you can handle it in a different manner like it just he brought it he brought it upon himself exactly that's where i was trying to get to so why is he mad good question Everybody, every other coach gets asked those questions. Yeah, and they answer anybody else that's playing two quarterbacks, and they answer them just fine. How come he's all upset about it? We're not asking him. We're not asking him to talk bad about one of his players. We're just asking him what he saw out of the two quarterbacks that he played on Saturday night. Exactly. Like, what did you see? Like, what are the positives you can take away from it? Like, I I don't understand the the part of like talking down on one of your. We're not asking you to talk down on one of your players. You just stated. Like, we're just asking, like, what did you see from these two guys? Like, what are the upsides? And I feel like I don't want to I don't want to cast aspersions. Because every quarterback has a different upside. Like, some are absolutely passers. Some are better, like, in the pocket. Like, some are better running. Like, you understand all this, And right? when you take Jalen Hurts out, who is better prone for your offense, I'm not saying he's a better quarterback because he's not, and you saw that on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But when he plays the style of offense that Alabama plays, and you put Tua in, and he is a completely different animal than what we've seen in Nick Saban's offense from ever since he got there, you're going to get questions about it, you know? And so I don't know why he believes that he is allowed to talk to reporters like that. He's not. I mean, nobody should be able to. It's what if I came back at him and said the same thing? What if I started yelling at him? 
I'm serious. I agree with you, man. That's ridiculous. It's unbelievable that he, I, I don't want to say cast aspersions and say he like he's starting just to do it on purpose because of who he is. But my, it sounds like it because every question the media asks sounds like it upsets him, um, like to the max degree. Oh yeah, I agree with you for sure. No it's doubt. ridiculous. Like, I mean. If you're going to be a head coach, you have to be able to answer the questions as a head coach. And you have to answer the questions about your players. You are the head coach. You are the guy. So you have to be able to go up there and answer these And don't questions. put it on yourself exactly. if you don't want to answer it. <laughs> exactly. Don't even put Jalen Hurts in and nobody Just has to talk the about it. Also, on. don't admit in training camp, I mean in, in spring season, that, hey, we're playing two quarterbacks and then here comes fall. We're not so sure what quarterback we want to do. And then here comes Saturday. Hey, we're playing both quarterbacks. I mean, what on earth do you think you're going to get? <laughs> you're going to get questions about it, obviously. You think they're just going to ask about Jalen Hurts the whole time? <laughs> no. No. That's ridiculous to think that. But my next part of this is, how do you think, as a you know, maturing media person, how, would, how should we approach these things? When We kind of already talked about it, but I, I kind of want to get a, a better answer or at least a more style answer. How should we approach these things when it comes to? I don't want to. I mean, a- coaches bullying, getting upset when we ask the them. Questions? How would you approach them? Like as a coach, like or wait, like us no. I'm asking no, no, Micah. I'm asking you when a coach like Nick Saban gets mad at you, and we have these issues where we ask valid questions, but they don't want to answer them, so they come clapping back at us, being upset, like we just asked something really stupid. How do you? How do we start approaching these things? Do we just take it? Do we? Keep pushing the question until they answer it. What do you think we should do? I guess what you could do is reiterate the question in in a way that makes it seem less. So you're giving in to them. Exactly. Not necessarily. Don't give in to them. Like, just clap back. Like, not necessarily clap back in that form. Yeah. But, like, just reiterate the question, like, until they answer. Because, I mean, you're asking, you're not asking for, as as you said before, we're not asking. For you to talk negatively about your players. We just want feedback. What are you seeing as a head coach from your guys? That's what we want that to see. That is literally all we want. You're actually spot on with that. Oh, yeah. I'm not trying to make you mad. I'm not trying to get you to say something bad about your players. We just want I don't some care insight. what you had. I don't, I don't care. You know, I just want to know what your take is on this one question. We just want a little bit of insight from your perspective. Yeah, what so are you don't come back at me want. when... I ask a valid question, but you're upset because you didn't want anybody to touch on it. Oh, and we touched on it. What do you think? I mean, and you know, he thinks I, I don't want to, I don't want to say it, but I feel like he thinks he can do it because he's won so much and he's at Alabama and he's got all these accolades and the university is huge. You know, the football program is some would argue more of a brand than some NFL teams. So I don't know why he, I mean, is this why he feels like he can do it? Because of where I really he's at? I don't know. I mean, that's a very good question. I mean, yeah, he's a winning coach. Really winning coach. But, I mean, I'm not really sure. I'm not in Nick Saban's bun. I don't know. All right. So, that is that. Um, I wish we could talk about this a little bit more in depth. But, it's time to move forward onto the next segment. We're going to be talking about the NFL next. Kyle, want to know your surprise teams. We're going to get right into the playoffs. We're going to make our Super Bowl predictions because the NFL starts 
actually tomorrow, and then the full schedule comes out Sunday with all the teams playing. I'm excited. We've been waiting a long time for this. It's time for the NFL to come on board. So it's time for a little time. Right before we go on a break, Stand Up for Gun Sense is a grassroots organization looking to end the silence and become proactive regarding gun reform. The group will host a reform or a forum on the growing epidemic of gun violence and action for gun violence prevention Saturday, December 16th from 2 to 4 p.m. at First Congressional UCC Church in Fort Worth. Local candidate running for federal and state officials will be participating come out and ask our future leaders the hard questions all right so we will be right back on uta radio with some nfl talk only on the hot seat on utaradio.com welcome back to utaradio.com here on the hot seat this is the second edition of our show here tonight we're about 30 minutes past the hour so Now we're going to go into the NFL tonight. There's a lot going on, and especially with the season starting up this weekend. Are you excited about that, Mr. Creighton? Oh, man. Well, actually, I don't know if I could say that because of what I've seen in the the preseason from the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not quite sure I can say I'm excited, but I am excited as a whole for the NFL that football is finally back. It's been a long time, Micah. I mean, for me... Well, the Cowboys have been a disappointing uh, look for me. Uh, I'm really excited. Uh, there's a lot of teams I'm excited about, and there's one in particular, but we'll bring that up in just a moment. Let's get into it. All right. We're going to do a full preview of this NFL season. Micah, I'm going to start off with the little stuff first, and then we'll get into our predictions of the division spots, the wild cards, and then who wins the Super Bowl eventually to close out this segment. Uh, but first, I just want to know your who do you think between Josh Allen you know, sorry, Josh Rosen, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. Who's going to be the best rookie QB we've seen? Lamar Jackson? I mean, who do you think is going to be the best rookie QB of the year? This is a tough one. It's going to be a tough battle, I think, between Rosen and Baker Mayfield. I know Baker, I know the Browns. Josh Rosen? Maybe. Dude, I, I guess I'm that, that guy? because of what happened to Texas A&M last year <laughs> with Josh Rosen. But, I mean, he's shown potential, but I'm going to give it to Baker Mayfield. He has the numbers to back it up. Look what he did last year at Oklahoma. He was one of the best quarterbacks I've seen in college football in a while. He had a good touchdown-to-interception ratio. He had a lot of – he just did a really, really good job last season he was one of the most accurate quarterbacks too oh, yeah, actually the too. most accurate quarterback of last the year most accurate quarterback of last season in college and he also won the heisman so I mean, he reason. however something that does come across is heisman quarterbacks have not had a tendency to do well in the nfl so i guess we're about to find out i think i think this will be different this time around i think baker mayfield is going to put it together and do really well in the nfl okay well you said josh rosen too so go ahead and give me that argument because that's wrong (laughs) there's no way so go ahead and give me that argument (laughs) i want to know what you see in him no 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 no. no, you said it you said it you said it you said it so what is it i guess it's just because of the collapse last year at texas a&m so what that's it? Yeah. One game. <laughs> One game. One game, and you're saying Josh Rosen's going to be a – is he going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's just going to be a standout quarterback. Mm-hmm. Not because of anything he's going to do in the NFL – but because of the One game, game, the one game like he the played one at UCLA player. against a and You got to so. be kidding me. You're not serious. <laughs> no, I'm not serious. 
But that's the one game I do remember, as I said before. So Josh Rosen's right here, right now, putting you on the hot seat. Is Josh Rosen <laughs> going to be a good quarterback? I did not know you were going to say that. He might be an okay quarterback. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you okay. But is he going to be better than Baker Mayfield? No, no, no question. Is he going to be better than any of the other two or three quarterbacks coming in? We'll see. We'll see. Okay. It's not jo- <laughs> Josh Rosen's not going to be the best quarterback of the league, of the rookies. I'm telling you that right now. I'm also high on. I didn't on- say he was. I said Baker would be. You said he'd be right there. We'll find out. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm riding high hey, on this Baker is Mayfield. Hot seat for a reason. Hey, folks. Micah, calm down. I'm riding high on Baker Mayfield as well. Um, like you said, most accurate quarterback. I think accuracy goes goes a long way, more than the scouts want it to. I think that's a big deal that a lot of people don't. All people look at, I feel, are like, is his size? You know, he is short. He's. I'm not going to compare him to Johnny Manziel because their their plays are a little. I mean, he's. They're they're kind of similar, but they're actually very different. But their sizes are basically the same, and that's why I think the comparisons get drawn. And I don't think that when you're when you're a Baker Mayfield with the heart you have, the intangibles you have, I think, and with the accuracy you have, I don't think size will, you know, be that big of a factor. He can run out the pocket. He's a better runner, I think, than most quarterbacks in this draft. Uh, maybe besides Sam Darnold, but I don't even think Sam Darnold can touch him on that level. Uh, Baker Mayfield knows how to extend a play, does he not? Oh, yeah, for sure he does. He did. We saw that a lot last year in particular. Absolutely. I think, I think Baker's going to have a standout year with the weapons he has. You got to look at that, the weapons he has with the wide receivers, the running backs, the line. I mean, they're going to be good. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're going to be really good. The Browns are going to be much improved this year. Okay, next question after that. I hope I hope it's not as crazy as Josh Rosen, but <laughs> Micah, who wins the league MVP? I'm gonna give it to my boy Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Yeah, he's really he's proven time and time again, even at his age, that he can just compete and play at a high level, no matter what team he has in front of him. How old is he now? Thirty-six, I believe. I'm not. I'm not quite sure. That's why I was asking you. I believe it's thirty-six. 36. He's getting up there, though, in age, but he can still perform at a high level. So, so he's going to win it, it over the man, Aaron Rodgers? I'm going to give it to him this really? year. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, that's going to be my surpri- one of my surprise picks for this year. No kidding. Mm-hmm. I'm going Tom Brady again. I think the 41-year-old is going to do it oh. once more. There, I don't know. Y'all keep talking about he's going to fall off. He's not going to be gonna as good. Look. I don't think he's going to fall off. He's still going to be a really good quarterback, but winning the league MVP. He's going to win the league MVP. I don't know about that. Is he better than Drew Brees? As a as a whole body of as work. As a quarterback yes. is as he better? I'm not as a whole body of work, yes. But from age standpoint right now, I would say no. Age standpoint, clearly his age doesn't matter, Micah. I mean, he, he was in the just... Super Bowl last year and Drew Brees was not. Drew Brees was watching Tom Brady put 500-plus yards while he was sitting on his couch. Now, let's be honest, though. What if it wasn't for that one defensive play? What what would have happened? Do you think the Saints would have gone to the Super Bowl? Don't put yourself in that situation. That's true. Very valid. But if you make the one stop, you can't blame Drew Brees for that. I'm not blaming Drew Brees for that. I'm saying that, you know, you play a whole game. It's not just that one play. 
But you are a very valid point, though. There, he did just have 500 yards in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he did. And he still managed to lose. That tells you how and bad you know, his defense was. We There's got to be a point when we come and to the terms and say, hey, this guy is unlike anything we've seen before. Oh, no doubt. He's probably going to honestly... He's gonna be I know a, a lot favorite. of y'all don't like no to doubt. admit it. I, don't, I know y'all don't like to admit it. But he's probably going to play like this level for another three years. Okay? Yeah. I'm dead serious. Until probably 44. Whoa. And that's a bold statement right there. Is it? We're gonna have to hold that one. Is hold it? Up. What's led you? That? What's led you to believe that he's gonna drop off? Because you thought he'd do it last year. Did he do it last year? No. No. What did he, what did he win, year. Micah? What did he win last year? When you he, thought he'd he, drop off? He won the AFC. He won not. He won the league MVP. That's true. You're right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, I think he's gonna. I think. I think he's gonna have just as good as a season as he did last year. I think the proof has. I think the team has improved a little bit. I wouldn't say like a lot, a lot, but I think they've gotten a little bit better on both sides of the ball. Um, they've lost some guys, but I think they've gotten better. All right. I think that you know he's going to have another <laughs> a standout four thousand plus yard season. Oh, yeah, Why not? He much- takes care so good of his takes care of his body so well, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do. But the fact that you think Tom Britton? I'm not gonna get I'm into. I'm not trying to down talk Tom Brady. I'm just saying his age is getting up there. Like at some point, it will take a toll. We will see about that. We don't that. know when. It may not be this season. It may not be next year, but it will happen. It wasn't last season, like you thought. Well, that's very valid. We will get into that later. We will but, see what happens over the season. If I'm wrong, I will come on here and say I was <laughs> wrong. I'm not. I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm, just... I'm not wrong right now. Nobody is. A fair point, Micah. <laughs> okay, getting into the playoffs. I want to know who you have in the playoffs on both sides, going with all four division spots and the two playoffs. I mean, the two wild card spots. Start there, and then we'll so go into our Super Bowl picks. The or the, let, let's go through each division together. Of course. So, like, where do you want to start? AFC? We'll start in the AFC. So, what division? East. Let's start with the AFC East. All right, I'm going to go ahead and give it to the Patriots. That division is not very good, anyways. So. Uh, Tom Brady will get through his division pretty easily. Mm-hmm. They'll go 11-5, 12-4. And the North? Usual. The North? I'll give that one to the Steelers. Really? Yeah, I'll give it a close second over the, the Ravens. Okay, year. okay. It'll be closer this year, but I still think that they have the team together, even without Le'Veon Bell. I still think they have enough weapons offensively. And for the South? <clears throat> Dang, that's going to be a really good division. I don't know. I'm excited they, about that one. Especially with Andrew Luck coming back. Hopefully he stays healthy. So, and then you have Deshaun Watson coming back this Absolutely. Year. Deshaun then, Watson might be an MVP candidate. This is going to be a tough one to pick. I'll, you know what? I'm tempted to say the Texans this year. Uh, I think the uh, Texans will win the AFC South. You're going to give it to them? I'm going to give hey. it to them. I th- I'm going to gig them over the Jaguars this year. Over and Blake then, Bortles. Yeah. Oh. Blake Bortles and the Jag- I think the Jaguars will still get in as a Good wild old Blake card. Bortles. They'll still get in as a wild card, but I'm going to give the Texans the slight edge in the AFC South. Way to give up your wild card spot <laughs> before we get to it, Micah. Okay, going to the AFC West. Who you let's, got? Let's go with the Chiefs. Everyone's right now on the Chiefs. I, I like the Chiefs. The, but... the only problem I have with the Chiefs is their problems in the playoffs. You're right. So let's see what happens there. All right, give me your two wild cards for the AFC. Well, obviously I gave you one, the Jaguars. That's right. Nah, not one. Jaguars. The Blake Bortles, Mike, of course. Blake Bortles. <laughs> Keep, next one. You know what? I'm tempted. I'll give the Bills that second wild card spot again this year. Buffalo. I'll give Buffalo. That'll be my bold pick. With the season. absence of 
to Rod Taylor? Yes. I, I'm going to take him. They've oh. gotten better, so I like the way that they drafted. So, All right, moving into the, uh, moving into the NFC. We're going to start with the East. Who you got coming out of the East, Micah? Our division here. I hate to say it, but it's going to be Philadelphia. Again. Oh. I hate to say it, but it's going to be Philadelphia once again this year. It'll be tight, though. Okay. okay, who do you have for the NFC North? The NFC North? It's hard to go against Aaron Rodgers, but I'm, I'm going to give it to the Vikings again this year. That defense is still going to hold up, and I think they'll get into the playoffs once again. I agree. NFC South? I, I think this one's a no-brainer. I'm going to give it to the Saints again. And then who you got for the NFC West? The NFC West, I'm going to give it to the Rams. I think the 49ers will give it a close run there. Really? But, yeah. The, I like Garoppolo. He looked good last Jimmy year. Jimmy G? Yeah. Is Jimmy G boy. better than Tom Brady at this point? No. Good. No. Okay, good. But he he's a really good quarterback, and we saw good signs last year. So he'll keep, he'll keep it a close run. I think he's definitely a starter. Oh, yeah, for sure. No doubt. So who do you got for your two wild cards? For wild cards, I'll give Green Bay one of those slots and the second one. You know what? I'm going to give a bold pick. I'm going to say the 49ers. Really? Get the wild card spot? Like nine and seven. Okay. Let me give you mine real quick, and then we'll get into the Super Bowl. All right. So, coming out of the AFC East, I obviously got the Patriots with the MVP candidate who's going to win it, Tom Brady. <laughs> In the AFC North, I have Pittsburgh, but I want to preface my comments and say that I think that Cleveland is going to surprise a lot of people. I think they might end up second or th- on that on Ooh. that list right there. Ooh. I know. All right. On the AFC South, I want to pick Houston. It's a very tempting w- pick, right? Jacksonville is. It's is, is it's Jacksonville's the smart pick, but I'm gonna pick Houston. I I believe this much in Deshaun Watson. He showed me a lot before last he year before he got before hurt, he got that, hurt. He which he was on pace. For honestly, in my opinion. Year. The dude should have been the number one pick in the draft. He's he's got the skill, he's got the intangibles, he's got the heart, just like Baker Mayfield, like we were talking about earlier. I think I think the kid has a lot of potential, especially when he's healthy, and we saw that. And so, if he can be, stay healthy for the whole year, I think they're gonna you're gonna see good things coming out of that team, and they could possibly win that division. No doubt. And the AFC West by default, I know I would like to say the Chargers, but they've let me down a couple years now. I'm going to go default Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, the Red Raider. We'll see what he's got now that he is the front man for the team. I'm, I'm curious to see what that arm can do in the NFL. And going into the NFC. we got Kirk Cousins. You're right. Going into the NFC East. You know, Micah, you wouldn't do it. I'm going to do it. I'm picking the Cowboys to win this division. Whoa! I did not expect that. But, 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 but let, me, let me preference my comment in saying... Only if they're healthy. I think that's fair for me to say because if they're not healthy, it's they're, gonna be bad. they're worse than the New York Giants from last year. Okay? Gosh. That's right. So I think this team staying healthy can do it. I think Philadelphia is going to have a sophomore, a Super Bowl hangover. I'm, even though that the Cowboys have obviously depressed us all in the, in the preseason, I think that. With Dak and Zeke up there with the line, even though they're not completely healthy, I think those kind of guys can get you wins that you need. No doubt. And we'll talk about that later. But going into the NFC North. And Rod will figure something out with the defenses. You're right. Going into the NFC North, I have 
Green Bay winning this division. I think that's, that's only that's fair. Acceptable. And I think Minnesota's going to come in really close after that. The NFC South, I got the Saints. Saints were my Super Bowl pick last year, actually. I think they got another shot at it this year. With the uh, with Alvin coming back as a sophomore, I think I think it's going to be as a sophomore season. That is, I think they're going to be even more improved than they were last year. And then obviously ending with the NFC West, I got the Rams. I think this team is going to be a, a surprise for most people. I mean, even though they got Aaron Donald and you know the quarterback, I just went blank. What's they still his? have the running back, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley, you're right. And uh, Jared Goff, I couldn't. I don't know why I couldn't remember that. He's been doing pretty good. Exactly. I mean, obviously those are some like key names, but I think people are still sleeping on them and in a way. Defense is still exactly. Pretty good. <laughs> I I agree. It's one of the best in the league. Yeah. So with that being said, Micah, before we close up the segment, give the me your. Cards? I oh you're right. I didn't give you the wild cards. Good give catch. Me some wild cards. Baby. You're right. So for the AFC, I'm glad you caught me on that. The AFC, my wild cards would be Jacksonville. And I'll go ahead. I'll put, I'll put the Chargers in there. I think that's All a fair right. pick. And then obviously my, in, my NFC though. wild cards are going to be Minnesota. And I'm going to go ahead and give the other wild card to the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously. All right, that's fair. I'm glad you caught me on that. I totally forgot. But so, what are we going to... I'm throwing it back to you. Give me your Super Bowl, your Super Bowl prediction. This is it. Oh. Who wins it all and who plays against them? In the NFC, I'm going to go with the Saints. Really? This year. I like where Drew Brees is going. <laughs> AFC is a really tough one. I'm going to go with the Texans. Say I'm, it for everyone on the I'm radio, gonna, Michael. Gonna there you go. go. I'm going to go with the Texans. The Texans You're are the going, Saints. Wait, and I'm going to take Drew Brees to win Super Bowl MVP. Saints win it all right now. Houston. Yes, Houston. You're talking about the Houston Texans. Houston Texans. Are going to make it out of the AFC. Yes. And go to the Super Bowl. Yes. The Super Bowl. Yes. I the Super Bowl, Watson. right? I believe in the I do Watson. too, but he's got to go through a lot of players to do that. I have a lot of faith in the way that he plays. Okay. We'll see. Here, my, here's Drew Brees, Super Bowl MVP. Mm. Here's my pick. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do it. <laughs> but I am picking New England coming out of the AFC. And... In my NFC, uh, Micah, I have to agree with you. I'm picking the, the New Orleans Saints. And to win the whole thing, that 41-year-old MVP who's going to win he's the MVP win next the next year, he's going to win the Super Bowl again. And you're going to sit there, and you're going to have to tell me that he's still just as good as anybody else in this league at when he turns 42 after that time. All right. That's a bet. You're right. I- it's as I said before. I do not hate Tom Brady. I love the way that he plays. I know the player that he is. He's a great player. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. See the best ever. Yes, I'll give you. That no one. kidding. You said that right now. Best, I think he's the best quarterback of all time. Oh, good. Okay, at least we agree on something with Tom Brady. But I think I think he's going to have another. Think that's in question. I think he's going to have another great Super Bowl game. This, I don't see why you would think anything else. And I, I think it's going to be an offensive shootout between them and New Orleans. I think it's going to be a blast. It's probably going to be just as good, or if not better, than the last Super Bowl from last year, obviously. Oh, yeah. If it's with those two teams, God bless them. That's right. But that's all we have for that one. I wanted to get your pick. We went a little bit over, but I needed to get your pick. Caught, you have the New Orleans Saints. I have the New England Patriots winning the whole thing. We will see where this goes. 
Football season starts tomorrow, Micah. Are you excited? Heck yeah. Uh, it's going to be a blast. Will the, U- will the U- will UTA volleyball re-wreck their season when they come back? I mean, they've done well, haven't they? Three and They've started this one at 0-3. Oh I'm sorry, 0-3. Oh and, and You know, they came back home and fired it back up with three straight wins in this past That's tournament. right. That's you right. Like what where they're going. What will they, what will they do with the next game? Oh, talk about hey, that after. You're listening to the hot to seat out. here on UTARadio.com. Y'all stay tuned. Welcome back to the hot seat here on UTARadio.com. Micah, it's looking good for the for the for the UTA volleyball team. Oh yeah, it's looking really good right now. They capped off three straight wins. Oh no doubt. That was a good one. After starting 0-3. Oh yeah. They so, came in, they came right back around and turned things around real quickly. That's right. So the they played Air Force. The Robin this weekend. They played Air Force first. They won 3-0. That was nice. I know. Then they went and played Loyola, Maryland, won that one 3-1. And they played Birmingham University and won that 3-0. Oh yeah, no doubt. So Micah, what is the reason for this turnaround, this improvement? They just got better with some of their com- mechanics. Excuse me. I can't get my words out right now for some reason. But their mechanics got a lot better. They were getting some kills, which is nice. And they weren't making as many errors, which is a key component that turned their, that turned their record back around to back to 500. And I agree. I agree with that. And I think the help of some players stepping up, like... Madison Hill, who actually was named the Sunbelt Conference Offensive Player of the Week this week after those three games. I think that's a big thing. We saw 12 kills from her in one game. Um, she had 34 kills throughout all three matches, actually. And with the 517 attack you know, percentage, that's huge. Especially when you need a leader or you know, when you start 0-3, you need someone to say, hey, this is not acceptable. We gotta step it up. We're gonna. St- I'm. I'm gonna be the person. Come hell or high water, we are going to redirect the. Sh- I mean, redirect the ship. No, oh, yeah, that's Maverick and, right there. Turning it around, turning the ship around. Exactly, and I think Madison Hill definitely did that. She's definitely a leader on this team, and we need leadership on this team, especially since we have a lot of young girls coming in here and playing volleyball this year. I mean, it's good that we have some young talent because that means we'll have some sticking around for a while. But I mean, it's nice to have that veteran leadership. Oh, absolutely. I think that you're right. The mechanics got better. I think the errors obviously got a lot less. They definitely improved on their mechanics, and that's something that was nice to see. And their overall, I feel like they're like overall, and th- you can attest this to maybe being the first couple games of the season, I feel like their chemistry got better. They started to act more as a cohesive unit. Don't you agree? I definitely agree with that, and you can tell by the results. Hmm. Exactly. And, you know, you could see that with their attacking on each game. And, you know, they had 211, and that's point two eleven mm-hmm. on their attacking for just the first game. I'm just looking at the first game here with Loyola, Maryland. A second game, sorry. I mean, that's vast improvements compared to what Loyola, Maryland had at, 40, at 45. Oh, yeah. 045 attacking. So you see, they're already getting better on the offensive side of the ball. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they're definitely just getting it together. I, I'm excited to see what this team has going forward because at first I didn't know exactly what to expect from UTA volleyball. I didn't either. I mean, obviously we talked to the coaches, we talked to some players, but there were still some questions that we weren't really sure how to answer yet. So, Exactly. I think that 
the the more we go on, and this this comes with any sport, honestly. Now that I think about it, the more you come on, I mean, the more you play games, the more you play as a the unit. The more chemistry you, the gain more chemistry you gain. You're right. I'm sorry, I couldn't say it right. Chemistry is such an I think chemistry is the most important thing in team sports because if you have the chemistry, like you play better together, and I feel like you're able to get the best out of players whenever you have that chemistry going as a team. Exactly, and with the chemistry, you start to see players like as I was talking about earlier, Madison Hill winning Offensive Player of the Weeks and getting these team-leading kills. You know, twelve kills one game. 34 for over the overall tournament. I that that that's all because of cohesiveness and playing more games. And I feel like this team, as we improve and see, I'm looking at some of these sets here. They're winning some of these sets 25 16, 25 16. So they're winning them by nine points. Yeah, exactly. Well. There's it's only a few like, where they're winning by more than by less than like, three. None, not many of these have been close. Like they've been doing it very, very convincingly. Like. It's been one of those tournaments where they just kind of just set the tone early and just took off with it. I I feel like UTA has finally said, you know what, we are not going to be this kind of program anymore. We're not going to... 0-3 is not acceptable. We're going to turn it around. And now it's time to see that consistency. They have a game this weekend, and then they have another tournament back here at the College Park Center. I'm definitely going to look for, you know, the consistency aspect. Like, yeah, they play... Like, yeah, you did great this weekend, but you got to keep that rolling. You got to keep that train going. You got to keep the momentum running. So I won't, that's something I'm going to be looking to see. Yeah, their next game is back. on September 7th at Incarnate Word, which is in San Antonio, Texas. Correct. I, I think they'll win that one, too. I think they have a good chance to go in there and take care of business. Just don't, let, just don't have a hangover this weekend. Just go in there and do your business. I think you'll see, if not this, the equal amount, if not more of the same kind of offensive attack that we saw this past weekend mm-hmm. with the kills with the you know and on the defensive side digs all that i think we are going to see that if not see more of that this weekend and future games to come oh yeah no doubt i definitely agree with you, on you that agree on that aspect i think these players are maturing before our eyes they are a young team as we stated last weekend i think that comes with just learning how college volleyball is played Yes, it is the same. There's not much of a learning curve as size of court, but the talent on the court is a huge learning difference, a big step up from high school. Especially in D1. Especially, you're right, especially D1 volleyball. There's some really, really good talent out there, folks. And with our team being mostly consisted of freshmen, sophomore, I think the more they get comfortable with playing these kinds of teams, Playing these tall girls because you know we talked about last week how you know size is a is kind of a issue with us. Oh yeah, it's, that's it's, definitely a problem because I mean in volleyball you want to be a little bit taller so you can get those kills, but they've managed to work around it at least right now. So I'm impressed by it, and we'll see if they can keep it going. That's something that they'll have to continue to work with. I'm I'm ex- I'm excited, and I'm I'm proud of them for for coming back around because they could have, you know. It, we started out 0 and 3. They could have said, "You know what? It's just, it's just not going this year." Even though it was early, they could have been like, "We're, we're checked out. I'm tired of doing this." You know, <laughs> we're, we're here. We are every day practicing all these all... drills. Nothing's happening. We're not seeing results. What's going on? I'm done. You know, they, they could have done that, but instead, 
you got players as I was, you know, yeah, like you got players saying, no, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to turn this thing around. We're going to get a better offensive attack. We're going to play bigger. We're going to play better defense. We're going to save the ball more with our digs. You're seeing all that now. And it's quite possible that the home court advantage aspect there, like coming back. Oh, I think home court's huge here. Yeah, exactly. And we have what, 15 games on the schedule at home this year? Uh, yeah. So, and th- six of those are in tournaments. So that that's obviously a big help. More so than any other confidence More here. so than any other UTA team this year, I think home court advantage plays the biggest factor for the volleyball team. Oh yeah, for sure. And that is always a momentum booster coming back home in front of your fans. So Exactly. And they've had Maybe that was motivation. Yeah, they 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 had good numbers, you know, this weekend in attendance. And so maybe, I mean, that's obviously a correlation to the winning, I would think. Wouldn't you oh, yeah, say? For sure. Because, I mean, other tournaments, I mean, the, the numbers were relatively low, like, going away. But we came back here, and the numbers were actually pretty good as far as attendance goes. You're right. I think that... If we, I still think we what? need to boost those up a little bit. But, I mean... Well, of course. It's still early in the season. We can get those back up. No, you're right. The, and the team, now that I've seen where this team can go or what they can do on the offensive side of the ball, and partially the defensive side of the ball, too. I think this team has a lot of promise now from what I've seen. I think a big thing is how you respond to losses. And if you can show me that you can respond to losses well and not let it ruin your season or get you down, I think that that's a, that's a big deal. You know, that's a, that, that shows heart, shows character, does it not? Yeah, it definitely does. Just responding in the correct way. You don't want to respond in a bad way. And if you can respond correctly, man, usually you'll see better results the next time around. Like, I think we might cap off three more wins in a row. Go for it, buddy. <laughs> Boy, go Why me. Not? Don't tell me that. Hey. Tell them that. Don't tell me to go for it. No, I definitely believe that for sure. Like, let's go get it. Go get those wins. But as Micah was saying continue to show up to the college part because I think it is a crucial thing, as you were saying. Yeah, home court advantage in any sport, for that fat matter, is is huge. I mean, it's a lot of fun like, when students get in there. Whenever students get in And they're in doing there a better and, job at it. Yeah, they're doing a lot better. And I think the free uh, tickets for students is having an effect on that. So, like, even for commuters. You're, like, I, I agree. Who wants to pay for Well, Especially, like, whenever you're a student, I mean... It, we're already paying enough for tuition. Is that where you're going like, with how this? Is, how is that? No. Okay. That's not, that's another topic for another time. <laughs> I'm going to let you slide on that one, Micah. <laughs> I'm not quite sure you're going with that, but I'm going to let you slide on that. We can talk about that another time. Yes, Maybe we can. <laughs> but coming up. Because we have a lot to talk we're about. We're going to recap about the college football uh, weekend. It did not go good for me or Micah in our picks. Nothing rough. went as planned. Micah, I, I want to know what you're most impressed with, what your biggest surprise was, and we'll get into how we dropped the ball. Coming up next, this is The Hot Seat on UTARadio.com. Stay tuned. Welcome back to The Hot Seat here on UTARadio.com. But first, want to know what we're up to? Follow us on all social media for the latest on the artists we're talking to, the news we're covering, and the sports we're sporting on. Follow UTA Radio, UTA Radio Sports, and UTA Radio News on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and SoundCloud. Michael, we're on SoundCloud now. Oh, yeah. That's right. With some of our hot takes, you can check us out there. <laughs> Your hey, blasphemous Aaron Rodgers take oh. last week. We, that's the one that's on there. But Hey, you asked for my opinion. What would I, I do? You know what? I did. I did ask for so, your opinion. It's different. 
But it's different for each person. That's the NFL. I just have a very We're not opinion. talking about the NFL right now. We're talking about the college football weekend. It started this weekend. It did not go good for us oh as we gosh. thought it would. I think I got out of the picks we did, we did 10 picks. I think I got three right. I got like two. It was maybe. It was not a good It was really, really It was bad. not a good weekend for me. You got the UNT one, right? I did get the UNT one, the UNT right. You thought I was crazy. I told you they had a good offense. Well, you're not wrong. You're right. SMU don't look too sh- don't look too good. No, not right now. But they have a lot to work on if they want to make it to a bowl this year. A bowl. A- they yeah. won't make it to a bowl. I can tell you that right now. You can go ahead and just shut that one Ooh, down. I don't know about that. We'll see how they do in conference play. All right. If you say so. They're not impressing me, but I want to know who impressed hey, you the game. most this weekend, Ka. What team impressed you the most hmm. out of all the games you watched? Um, Probably Auburn because they had the most probably com- – what's the word I'm looking for here? Tough. They probably had one competitive of the tough- game. They probably had one of the, the toughest opponents of go. anyone – uh, like in college football this weekend that was the most impressive game it was fun it was highly competitive defensively i saw a lot of promising things from both of those teams maybe i was a little bit wrong about washington maybe maybe they do have a chance even with the loss i mean what are you what are your thoughts on washington right now with where they stand because i know last week we were saying oh they only have this game on the schedule but they still look impressive against a really good sec team one of the top ones probably in the, in the I think it still hurts them though. Oh yeah, no doubt it does hurt them. I mean, like think about it. Game. As I told you last, I told you last weekend. I mean, they're last week. They they might not have another top ten team on their schedule depending and, on what happens later in the year. But as of right now, they don't. And so yeah, that could that could be how tough, on but earth if you're going to play a bunch of even if they're top, you know, from twenty five to twenty. How on earth are you going to get into the playoff off of those games? That's a good question. You can't. But, I mean, having your only you loss can't. against Auburn isn't the worst thing in the world. But no, but it's afford- bad when every team you're playing, Micah, does not have a top 10 ranking next to their name. That's, that's a very valid Auburn, point. If Auburn loses that game, that's fine. They go play Georgia. And they, they go play, play Alabama. Alabama. You they know? go play LSU. They, yeah, they go play whoever. an LSU who beat Miami, right? So they, yeah, their, schedule, their schedule's just fine. Washington, this is almost was a do or die game. If not, it was a do or die game because other than maybe Washington State coming back and doing what they did last year, which who actually saw that happening? Who's gonna who, you know who's gonna surprise? I don't know Oregon, and I I, I like Oregon, but Oregon I don't see is them known to be good. Yeah, and they have a potential Heisman right contender in their quarterback Herbert, but I don't think they can be a top ten team right now. They got a lot of work left to do. Oh yeah, they definitely do have a. They they have a lot of work to do. And, well, yeah, so I don't understand. I mean, I don't think that Washington. I think that was it for them, to say to say the least. I think that was. That's. I don't that's see how they're gonna find. They, well, we'll see how it goes. Cause unless a lot they of get crazy, lucky, wild maybe maybe USC climbs up. But I don't even know if they have USC in the schedule at this point. I haven't looked. So, if USC climbs up in the top ten, maybe that's one. But they're gonna have to hope that you know Washington State. Comes back to the top ten because that's the only team I can see right now that or and they and they don't I mean they don't have everybody back either Stanford is another one and but you know there's not a lot out there Auburn I can think of three or four already right now that are gonna be there for sure oh yeah not to mention and Mississippi State too we always forget about that one exactly so I think Washington's in a world of hurt and it's uh, that 
that stinks for being week one, but that's just what you know. That's what I happens. Know, sometimes it is what it is. But my my team this week that impressed me was actually Notre Dame because you know that was another big game this weekend. It was. That I was one of the top games at of the this weekend. point. At this point, it's getting it's getting to it where I have to look at it and say, is Michigan overrated? It, are they? They've is Jim Harbaugh, is Jim Harbaugh overrated? Top 10 teams in general. Because one, they haven't beat Ohio State. I'm not going to get into this, but they one, they haven't beat Ohio State. And two, they lose a, a couple other games. What, what, were, what were you saying? Before oh, so that? I just lost my train of thought. So oh, okay, back fine. To me, I'll, I'll just keep... You. No, no, no. I'll just keep talking. You're fine, Micah. They, oh, they haven't done particularly well against top 10 teams in general uh, either. That's uh, what agreed. I meant to say. Agreed. And so bring it back to my the head. quarterback for Notre Dame really shocked me. I didn't one, I didn't think that he he could win a game like this. I thought Notre Dame was one of those teams, which we've seen in the past, obviously. As they get Yeah. <laughs> basically what Michigan is, right? And so I was actually very <laughs> I was impressed. Right? I was team, impressed with their offense. Yeah, I was impressed with their offense. I was impressed with the defense too. Mm-hmm. I I didn't think I picked Michigan another loss on my on my pick, you know, but I I didn't think that they would be able to win this game. Granted, they are at home. I mean, that helps obviously, but they really did impress me. And then another team that impressed me, uh, you're you picked FAU, <laughs> which didn't seem silly. like a didn't seem like a bad pick a on bad the surface, idea. but obviously it was. Uh, Oklahoma, I thought, was a really good team this weekend. Oh, yeah. It, despite the lack of opponent, they still looked really strong. But F- FAU defense, is still, it, Lane Kiffin still even, coaches that team. To be fair, so talent's still defense there. was terrible Who's? at times. Who's? Oklahoma's defense was terrible Oh, absolutely, but you had year. Baker Mayfield to save yeah, the yeah, day. Yeah, ba- Baker Mayfield to save. Think if he had the defense that they had in this game in the last season. Put put that into perspective. Oh, yeah, Where are right. they at last year? I with Baker Mayfield. I was not expecting that. I was even against an FAU opponent. They did some pretty good things on the on the offensive side and the defensive side of the ball that I was like, "Wow, okay. They're going to be right there again." And I thought Oklahoma was a little bit overrated. I mean, after losing Baker Mayfield, obviously. Me but too. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was wrong. So, I guess we'll find out. They kind of surprised me, but I'm not quite sure they'll beat my surprise team. Who's your surprise team of week 1? I really liked how Texas A&M looked, but I wouldn't say that against most Northwestern State. Okay, let me explain this a little more elaborately. Like, do you even I know where how... Northwestern State is is located, Micah? <laughs> no, I honestly you don't. don't. <laughs> no, let me tell. Hold up, let me back it up. I liked how Kellen Mond looked in this game last year. He was... Against Northwestern State. Hold on, let me get into it. Kellenmon looked really good. His mechanics were a lot better, and he was also able to throw in tight situations. I liked just some last of Last year? No, this year. Oh. Like, in this game. Okay. And he could not do that last year, like, to save his life. So he looked a lot better. I feel a little bit better about Jimbo picking him to start. I mean, obviously, at first, I was wondering why we didn't pick Starkle, but I was like, okay, I'll give Jimbo a chance. See what he has to say. And I think he made a good pick. On this one, I, I like the call on this one. It's not that hard when you're playing Northwestern State, Micah. <laughs> but in the past, with Kevin Sumlin's teams, we've always had a problem just punching out teams that were supposed to destroy anyway. Who was your season opener last year? Uh, last year, it was wasn't it UCLA? Exactly. And we lost that game. Yeah, that's a much different opponent than Northwestern State. I know, but like, 
remember, we played Rice last year, I believe it was, and we only won like 35 to 7. And we also played Nicholas State, and we only won 24 to 14. Nickel State, yeah. Like, we struggled beating these teams up. At well, least now, or at least you're looking ahead two weeks. You don't know what's going to happen for two weeks with this team. That's true. We don't. But I guess we'll find out this weekend with a big test with Clemson. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that here in a bit. But my surprise team actually comes from the same game my most impressed team came from. I was surprised how ugly Michigan's team looked. I was I I didn't like anything they did. I thought the quarterback his his you know his name leaves my mind right now. I thought the I thought the quarterback was going to be a lot better that they found someone. You know, over what they had last year with you know O'Corn and everybody, but that wasn't it either. They didn't look any better. If not, they looked worse than they did last year, and that was not what I expected coming into this game. It was a, it was you know, it was a very the bright game. lights were on. It was a Saturday. It was a primetime game on NBC. I thought they'd show up better than this, and this was one of those years I thought Harbaugh was going to get this team on the right track and go beat. Ohio State and win, you know, 11, 12 plus games and possibly fight for the the playoffs still, still but they don't look like they're going to be able to do that because not, that team doesn't look good enough. Oh, it doesn't right now. And I'm pretty disappointed in them, honestly, because I want to believe. The fact it was even a seven point game, I think, is an understatement here. Yeah, I want to believe in this Michigan team, but I just but don't know. Maybe that's a testament to, hey, you know, maybe they just, you know, they didn't show up and they were still right there. I don't know. I mean, see. That's the great thing about college football is one week generally doesn't break or make or break your season, especially if you're a Power 5 team in general um, for the most part. You still have a chance to recover, and that's the great news about college football and this college football playoff format as well. Like Now we have four teams instead of two in the ridiculous BCS system. Yeah. Right? No, yeah, no, you're right, and so... I just don't like what I saw from them. I'm not quite sure they can go beat these top teams because you still have. I mean, the Big Ten is still formidable with you know top top talent. So oh, yeah. I'm not quite sure if they'll, that they'll, team's going to be able to. Chances to try. And they're going to have a they're gonna hard have... test though for this whole year. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be fun. But they'll for them. have their chances, though. and they better get it together. And if they can get it together, they'll still have a chance at the come the end of the season. But. It was. We'll see. Yeah, but it was not a good weekend for us. No, it was not. No, uh, our picks were. I'm gonna say it. I'm, I'm man enough to say it. I was wrong about half of those teams, especially. <laughs> and, I'm and, not gonna get into it, but especially Texas, of course. Yeah, that that goes for me too. <laughs> but I'm because uh, we were both very very high on Texas last week, and and they just they could not find an answer for Maryland for some reason. No, that was that like, was a bad. One. It's still surprising to me because they have so much talent on this team. I'm not ready to fold on them yet, but man, that's discouraging. No, you're right. Saying. It was it was definitely a gut, it was a gut wrencher, but I hope that going into our last segment later with our hot picks that we will do least, a little bit better. Yeah, this resurrect time our record, basically like UTA volleyball did, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Week that two, is maybe. that is all the time we have for this segment. Getting into next maybe. segment, we're gonna Micah, talk about the Cowboys season. The Dallas Cowboys. You know, Let's they they cut schedule. they cut Dan Bailey. What's up with that? I don't agree with that, do you? We'll find out later. Yeah. Right? And Khalil Mack's new contract, that's huge. I didn't see that coming. I we were talking about Aaron Rodgers' contract last week. This is even bigger to me than that. 
But we'll get into that after we get go into commercial break. This is the hot seat here on UTARadio.com. Welcome back to UTARadio.com here on the hot seat with my boy Creighton Branch. Tonight, we are going to talk about college. Wait. No, Micah. Oh, we're talking about the NFL. But speaking of college football, real, speaking of college football real quick, did you Google or Nick, where did you Google where Northwestern State was? Nope. Oh, of course. I just wanted to know. I just wanted to know. Micah, what is going on with these Cowboys? Jerry Jones is... Making a fool of he's, himself. He's almost, when we get into this here in a second, it's almost as bad as the John Gruden issue with Khalil Mack. Um, they cut Dan Bailey. That was ridiculous. They, I, I was about to flame off. Right? I want to. I want to know what you no. have to think about that. That that was the hot topic of the couple days now. What do you think about that? It's ridiculous. He's the like. I know he might have been struggling in practice, but it happens. Everyone has cold stretches. He is the second most accurate kicker in NFL history, and you're just gonna cut him out of the blue. Come on now, have some have some common sense. No, you're absolutely right. I don't get where this team is is going. Like first it was Dez, then it was Dan Bailey, Jason Witten. Well, actually, no, excuse me, Dez, Jason Witten. Jason Witten retired. Well, yeah, he retired. He went to ESPN. But what the heck? What's going on here? This team is evaporating. Even though, even though, even though Dan Bailey struggled last year, he only had a seventy-five. You know percentage on the kick uh, uh, when he was he kicking last year. last year that's not bad opposed to a uh, completion that is 84 percent completion the year before 93 the year before that and now you're having that a is second best i mean behind justin tucker right and now you're having a kicker come in who hasn't played an nfl regular season in his entire career yet so where's the logic in that jerry jones i have no idea was he sounds like jerry regardless though something he would do why would he cut him it's beyond because me. there's going to be games, especially with this kind of team, you know, the way they run, they, they, they run the ball. They don't, you know, we're not an aerial attack like we were with I'm not, he who should not be named. I'll give you that. It's Tony Romo. We're not an aerial attack. We're a running team. So there's going to be games probably more often than not that come down to the wire that come down to a field goal kick. Do you trust this new guy to, 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 to kick a 50 yard field goal to win the game or put us into overtime? Not like Dan I, Bailey. I absolutely do not. not. <laughs> this doesn't make sense. I, I, I don't know what to say. I'm at a loss for words you're, on this. You're situation. at a loss for words, huh? I am a very much at a loss for words right now. I'm so I'm in a whirlwind of confusion right now. He has been one of the Cowboys. I would say like best players. Wouldn't you agree? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, even though he's a kicker, much? he's become a vital part to the team over he's the last couple seasons. He's become one of the most valuable players on this team. Like, he's saved us a number of times. And sure, he's getting older in age, but, I mean, he had one bad season last year. We They should have gave him one more chance to see, and I, I would agree to after make this. Sure. If Yeah, exactly. If you give him one more chance. Especially with how good he's been in his career. Yeah, exactly. Why are you like, him based you've on never a seen, of You've never seen kicks? this before. Where you know he's been completely accurate, and then one year he's a drop off, and I mean, you cut him. And plus, I mean, he give, was him injured more, give him one more year. He right? was injured too. So exactly, I mean, he wasn't full health. Show that. He and if look- he can't, and next year if he if he couldn't do it this this season that's starting tomorrow, if he can't get the job done, well then we can have the conversation after that. Oh yeah, for sure. 
but but I don't think I think they jumped I think this the was gun a, way too early. Exactly, and I think Jerry Jones and the Cowboys, like with all the other issues and decisions we've made, besides the Des Bryant cut, we're gonna regret yeah. not getting the right players. You know, that's cutting why, the wrong ones. That's why I had us missing the playoffs this year, just because so many questionable moves by the front office. But that's how and, much I believe in Dak and Zeke. I think in really, the, the line. Yeah, it's nothing to do with them. I'm just saying there's so many questionable moves. I mean, I, I don't know how it can be justified by a couple of players like by themselves. Like, yeah, they'll be they'll do they'll win the fair share of games. They'll win like eight nine games. But man, it, it's gonna be tough to. To, to comprehend all that, there's going to be a game or two that we're going to look at and say, "I wish we had these players." I'll tell you what, and I'll tell you it'll what, it'll cost us the season. If <laughs> if if it comes down to the end of the season, and we're one game away from winning, winning the, the division, division, and or not as yet winning the division, or, or not being the in the playoffs. playoffs at all, and it comes down to a field goal kick, or the game before that, and we miss it, oh, all right. Right, <laughs> that would hurt. That that should that should qualify for a firing on Jerry Jones' part. <laughs> to fire things himself, like that, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the entire coach. Well, no, I wouldn't say the entire coaching staff. Part, no, go ahead it, and say it because the entire would, coaching staff needs Jason to get Garrett fired. Ha- absolutely has to go if this year does not. I, you've told me this before. Super Bowl or bust for Jason Garrett, even though it doesn't. Even though I don't think this is a team that can make it to the Super Bowl. This year, I, I don't see that, but Jason Garrett's got to go. You're right. I love Jason Garrett as a person, but he is not a very good head coach. No, but at least he's, he's not had ma- his moments. He's had his moments, but at least he's not making the decisions like Jerry Jones is right now. That's very bad. Because it came out today that the Seahawks, now that Earl Thomas is going to report to training camp, the Seahawks declined our offer to get Earl Thomas. We offered him. A second round pick. <laughs> but it's okay because we drafted Leighton Banderesh with our first rounder. Oh my god. So that makes up for it, right? Jeez. I mean, give those picks away. Go get know. Earl Earl Thomas is a game changer on your defense. For is he sure. not? He definitely is. He There's is not a doubt. And plus Seattle's trying to pretty much rebuild at this point. I mean, they pretty much gave up their core. <laughs> So, I mean, I don't understand why you didn't just go for him. No, you have to go for him. If you want to win Super Bowls consistently and you want to be like the top teams in the league, you have got to go get those players. I don't know why he's scared to go get those players. I don't know why he is scared to give up the picks to go get those players. Especially when he goes and drafts Leighton Vanderesh. Call where's Layden, where Michael? Where's Layden Vanderesh from? I have no idea. Exactly. <laughs> no clue. And I just don't get it at all. Like what? What kind of moves are you making? And you're making it harder on Dak, and you're making it harder on Zeke. Even though that I think this team will end up making the playoffs, it's not going to be a pretty way. It's not going to be a thirteen and three season. No. Obviously, like we've had, maybe not we'll even eleven and five. Just a moment, though. and we will. But I, w- I want to get into the next thing besides cuts. We had some new contract signings. Micah, I was talking last week about the uh, about Aaron Rodgers and his crazy new signing. But now, after Oakland, which I think John Gruden made one of the worst decisions, <laughs> gets rid of you know Khalil Mack. The Bears signed him for a hundred one hundred forty one million dollar <laughs> extension. And I believe 90 of that is guaranteed Gosh. for a defensive end. 
That's ridiculous. What do you think about that, Micah? That's pretty crazy. That's a lot of money, isn't it? <laughs> Lots of big contracts coming out this year. I, you know what? I honestly... Is this the year of the big contracts? Of or? course, as you already saw. Yeah. Odell, Aaron Rodgers, and this guy. K- Khalil Mack, yes. <laughs> Khalil Mack. Hopefully it's not that one first rounder we got. I already forgot his name because I don't even know Leighton, who he is. Leighton Vanderesh. You should get a jersey. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think Oakland... Watch, we're going to sign him. To like I think Oakland has... And John Gruden have made the worst decision that they could have at this moment in time. Because to me, they're already in a pickle, like moving in right. between locations. But to me, Khalil just... Mack is already, he's, I think he's the top defender in the league. Oh, yeah. I think he's already got Hall of Fame potential already. And he's only in his, what, third year? Uh-huh. And so I believe the money is where, I think the money is right for the Bears to go get this player because not only do they have him, they have other guys on their line that I think will pair great with him in the back. Um, I'm, I can't believe that John Gruden gave this player up. This is a once in a lifetime player. I don't know what his I don't know what he was thinking when he gave Khalil Mack up. Was he mad at him or something? I mean, really? I mean, why would you trade? He, he's like a, a once in a lifetime. Situation. He's a once in a lifetime, I think game-changing player. In a what in a sense it's kind of like the Dan Bailey situation. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> it just right. doesn't make sense. <laughs> that's right, Mike. Like it's, it's it's That is a that's a great comparison. And so, <laughs> like, I even lost words for this off season. Half of it hasn't made right. And so, I, I, I'm upset that they, you know, because Oakland's already got enough issues as it is. That was your one star player, and you just give him up for basically, I mean, nothing. I mean, th- I that that guy could change a that. franchise in one season, and and the money shows it. Mm-hmm. Right? No doubt. no doubt. I totally agree with you. I mean, he's a great defensive player. So, You're, He is a great defensive player. I'm glad he's you good. made that great Honestly, observation, yeah. Micah. <laughs> I think he'll be a Hall of Famer at some point. That's a, that's a good statement. I believe it. I mean, he's that good of a player. He's that talented. He is going so. to make the Bears... A, a, he's going to make them a lot better. Overnight. He'll make them a really good defense. <laughs> he will make them a really good defense. He, he by himself. <laughs> no, he he's going to. It's kind of like with Sean. O- Lee, Oakland will of. rude the day when they gave up Khalil Mack. They will. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna make a comparison, but don't think that I'm like clashing them two together. It's like Sean Lee in a sense. He can make a defense stop. So better. No, stop. No, hold on. Stop. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a second. I'm not comparing the two in ability. I'm saying. He makes a team okay. defensive unit better. You're right. Okay. When I he's get what you're on going the then. field. And you can see the difference when he's off the field. Same thing with this. No, you're I'm not comparing the two as far as skill sets. I'm just saying when they're on the field, they make but the that's defense the thing, as a Micah. whole better. That's the thing, is that yeah, he makes a team better, but his skill set is so astronomical better. that I mean, you plug him in any team. I'm that that's a top that's a top defense right that's there. A top ten defense right there. Absol- absolutely, and so yes, yeah, Sean Lee brings Sean have. Lee is a great. He's basically like a quarterback of a defense. You know exactly. He he brings the teams together, but he's not he's not Khalil Mack oh, at no, all. He's not. I'm, he I'm cannot, trying to. No, I know you're not. To say I know you're not. What I'm telling you is that this goes far beyond being a being a quarterback for a defense. This is Hall of Fame. Pro Bowl, 
talent that not everybody gets that you just don't pick up in drafts and, every every day, right? Oh yeah, for sure. And they just gave them away for nothing. And on Sean while Lee's- Oakland's already suffering, you know who knows they're probably not going to be a you know top team or even make the playoffs for that matter. They're moving, and so <laughs> what? What are you doing? Are I don't I don't get it. I don't know. I I feel bad for the Oakland fan base for having to put up with this because that was the one player I think that brought them joy more than anybody. Well, just to go a little off topic, at least they got the Oakland A's, right? Sure, if that's what you call it. <laughs> they are good. They, they are for, good. But they they're not that. they're not the Oakland Raiders, Micah. I know. They need their football. You're right. They do. But I don't I don't like it. I I'm happy for Khalil Mack. Go get your money. As you thought, I mean, this is you said this last week. I don't know if you agree with this. You said you said that uh, you know should be a players player. should take pay cuts. Um, should Khalil Mack taking a pay cut? I'm not. I'm not going to argue with that. I just want to know. I mean, one forty one extension, wanna, ninety million guaranteed. If you want to win, I'd say do it. If you if you're more interested in winning, I say you take the pay cut. Nah, you gotta go get the money, Micah. I mean, it's whatever you're into. You gotta go get the money. It's whatever you're into. For me, it would be the championships, but I want to be the team player and win a championship. You know, everyone's different. You're right. You're right. I'm gonna take the Dirk discount, boy. I can't. I cannot believe that <laughs> they they gave up Kula Mac that easy. I never thought they would. I don't think because I wouldn't, I wouldn't think anyone would. That's like us giving okay. up Zeke I'm over wrong. nothing. Just hey, hey, go. You're you're gone. Bye. <laughs> We're giving you up for a fifth rounder. <laughs> right. <Bye>. Exactly. No. <laughs> exactly. I'd, I'm happy for Khalil Mack. I'm sad for the Oakland Raiders fan base, especially with the lawsuit that Oak, the city of Oakland, you know, put out. I believe yesterday, where they might, if it goes through, they might not have a a uh, a place to play. A place to play. And so it's just a world of hurt for Oakland right now. But good for the Chicago Bears. Great trade. That's going to make them instantly better. Great signing to an extension. That's going to be fantastic both they have weapons on the offensive side of the ball now i don't know how mitchell trubisky is going to be this year we'll see now that he has at least some talent around him and the defense has already gotten exponentially better between their draft picks and the pickup of Khalil Mack. at least they don't have jay cutler anymore <laughs> at least you're you know what we can both agree on that at least they don't have jay cutler anymore that's all we have time for this segment next how will the cowboys fare in the regular season, is it going to be a bad season, Micah? Is it going to be a good season? I guess we'll have to talk about that in just a moment. We're going to break down. We're going to break down most of the games. Oh yeah, all of the games, that's, not most of them. All that's of right. Them. So before we cut out, the first annual Wade Stock is happening at Division Brewing in Arlington Saturday, September twenty second. Come check out a slew of local music featuring Henry the Archer, Coyote Lo-Fi. What does that say, Mister Creighton? Micah, read the <laughs> Polystar and more. Proceeds benefit Foundation 45, a support group made up of musicians, artists, and creative types looking to support those struggling with mental illness, suicidal thoughts, addiction, depression, and anxiety. The event is for all ages despite being at a brewery. Wade Stock brought to you by Rick Steves, president and UTARadio.com. Remember as a tyke. Welcome back to UTARadio.com. This is the hot seat yet again back on the radio. We're going to talk some Cowboys season. We're going to give you our predictions on the season. We're going to break down every game and make our predictions. 
So Creighton, how are you feeling about the season? I'm a little nervous, Micah. <laughs> I am too. Can you hear it in my voice? Yeah, I can definitely hear it. Even though I think they're going to make the playoffs. It's like I said Any earlier. injuries and it's well, going to be Well, like I tough. said last year, I mean, not last year, just a couple segments ago with Rafa, he puts me on an emotional roller coaster. This is going to be the same way throughout the entire year. Oh, yeah. No it's going to be very, It's going to be very ups and downs. It's going to be very hard season to swallow. I'm nervous. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm nervous. I'm but very, very We'll get into it. We're going to get into it right off the bat. Breaking down just every week real quick. Micah, they play Carolina at Carolina. What do you think about that game? You know, I'm not feeling good about week one on the road at Carolina. I'm going to give it a loss on this one uh, for the first game. Uh, it's going to be tough, especially with some offensive line guys out. I, I think it'll take some time to get some chemistry with the offensive line. I think that I agree. I think that this Carolina game is going to be a very ugly and we're a ugly game and we're going to learn a lot about both teams honestly now that I think about it but yeah this team just needs more time to gel we didn't play a lot of the starters in the preseason as much as I thought we I mean I wanted to play more of the starters we didn't that's okay prevents injury you're right but I think I think this game is going to be a lot of ugly play ugly play a bunch of what are we going to do kind of things you know just just a lot of Dumb-headed mistakes, probably, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and that's usually how week one goes. There's, I agree. some weird mistakes that go down. So I give them a loss in this first one. Next week, uh, the week after that, they got New York at home. Uh, on prime time, usually the Cowboys fare well in that opening home game, and they almost always play the Giants. <laughs> uh, it's, but I'm feeling pretty good about our chances in this particular game. I'll give us a win in this one mm-hmm. against the Giants. I agree. I'm. I think it'll be tightly contested, but I'm gonna go with the Giants as well. No, oh, I took the Cowboys. You took, oh, you took the Cowboys. I took the Cowboys. <laughs> to win I thought one. you said Giants. I'm sorry. I got turned around. Guys. That's okay. Like last week with my with my. I'll my, give us a win in week two. Huh? That's. I did give you a win in week two. You talking about the Giants? No, I'm talking about the Cowboys. Yeah, I know. Whatever you're trying to say, Micah, you're confusing me. Who wins the game against the Giants and the Cowboys? I got the Cowboys. Thank you. Okay. That's what I meant. I'm giving the Cowboys the the first one of the season against the Giants. I think we'll get it together. I think Zeke's going to have a big game in this game. I think Dak's also going to have a big game in this game. Home crowd. Going to prove y'all all all wrong since y'all Tony Romo lovers. It's gonna be it's gonna be an exciting game. I think New York is still rebuilding, even though they got Saquon Barkley. I still think they have a lot of room to improve. I'm not quite sure that the they'll offensive be. Offensive line's a little sketchy. Still. I, yeah, I'm not quite sure that they'll be where they want to be. So I think the Cowboys can catch them on their heels. Next week after that is at Seattle. Seattle's in a kind of a weird situation. They're rebuilding, not really, rebuilding. Still but, have Russell I mean, Wilson. He's still one of the best top ten quarterbacks, I think. It's still Who's, one of the toughest places to play. I agree. It's going to be tight, but I think Dak and Zeke are going to pull it together and get the win in this one. I, I feel good about this one. I'm, I'm giving them the win, too. I think the they'll win. go back-to-back. Back. I don't think the Seattle team has what it takes to beat this Dallas team right now. Even with all the injuries we have, I, I think this will be a game that we can take on the road. Yeah, I think this defense, even though, as I was talking about earlier, with Earl Thomas um, being still being there, he reported to camp today, so he's going to be probably on the team. I think that 
this defense is not going to be able to handle the running game that we have. I think Zeke's going to go for another big, big game right after the New York one. Probably, I'd say 150 plus yards. And so I think this, I think that'll propel him to a win. Next week after that is Detroit. Um, this one to be a tough one, but I'm going to give Dallas a loss in this one. Really? Yeah, I'll give Dallas a, a loss. A lot of people one. are high on this Detroit team. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how to feel about Detroit right now, but I mean, I think we're going to be a little high after winning Seattle. Um, I know Seattle's not up to par like they have been in years past, but you know, we're going to be winning two straight, and it's like we're feeling good, and then I think we'll have a drop-off here. I think I'm going to give them three straight wins. I'm going with the Cowboys. Okay. I I like our matchup against Detroit. Y'all are riding high in Detroit. I know they got some players. I'm I'm not buying it just yet. I got to see what Detroit does by week four to see if it's going to be worthwhile. But I'm not as high in Detroit as y'all all are. I don't know why y'all are either. But I think I think this will be the third win that we get, and we'll start out three and one, and we'll, it'll actually be pretty promising at that point. But good. next week we have the sorry, Houston Texans, Ooh, and I, Micah. Sorry, buddy. I'm I'm that I'm picking right that. There. That's a loss I'm for me. Houston. You're taking Houston as yeah, well. I'm taking Houston. I I don't think that'll be a pretty game at all. I think Deshaun Watson's going to run rampant it's all over this defense. Over huh? I think he's going to rack up big yards in the air too i am a little nervous deandre hopkins is gonna have a big game i think against our safeties having that weapon right i know our 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 back is terrible so i i don't see this even being a close game Texans are gonna run away with this one at home exactly in houston and the week after that we have jacksonville yikes i'm gonna give that one awesome you're going a loss on jacksonville yeah i i'm gonna give a loss on jacksonville too i think that defense is gonna be at least for that week, is going to be too much for our offense, and our our defense is going to be too little. It'll be, I think, it'll be a very low scoring game. But I think how you know bad our defense has been, I think that'll propel that'll, give Jacksonville the favor, the edge. Eventually, it'll wear out our defense, and they'll just they'll, they'll because be that exposed. Saxonville defense is still prominent. It's still oh, yeah, there. It's still one of the best so, defenses in the league. I'm a little nervous in that game because I don't think that we can match up well with them, go toe to toe with them the entire game. So now I have them at two and four. You have them at three and three. That's right. Next up, we have Washington. I'll give them a win. That's in Washington. at Washington. I, well, it'll be tough, but I'll give them a win. I'll give them a tight victory in Washington. And this one's a move up to three and four. I'm gonna give them a win too at Washington. I don't know. I like Case Keenum a lot. He plays for Washington. I, I like him a lot. Yeah, he was a very good quarterback last year. I'm just, promising moments. I just don't know what else they have to offer right now. They, you know? Exactly. And so the, I think this is a, this will be an easy win. I'd say a 10-point win for the Cowboys. And I'll give them a tight one because it always oh, seems really? to be very tight in Washington, no matter what team they put on the field. So ah, And then we have the bye week, and then after that we come and play Tennessee at home. Uh, that's going to be really difficult. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give us a win in that one. Really? We're we're bound to get a big win here down the road. And I think having that chemistry, uh, getting it together, and finally getting back on track right before the bye week and getting a little break, I think we'll come out strong. I'll give us a win in that one at home. I think this will be a year that Marcus Mariota... Even though a lot of people don't like him, I still think the kid's got immense talent. I think oh, he, yeah, he does. I think no he's doubt. right there on the edge, ready to break out. And he's shown promise at times. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's right shown there. those. You've seen flashes of it. I just and don't know if he's – I think he's starting to get the pieces around him that he needs in order to succeed. And he also succeed. got his first playoff win last year. So I think this will be a loss for us, honestly. I think this will be a year that 
and it's no no you know hit on us. It I just think very, Tennessee is going to be a pretty good team. This was a very tough one for me. Yeah, think. I think they're going to be a hard team to beat. So we both have them at four and four. Yeah, and so after that we have the dreaded game at Philadelphia. Micah, who Ooh. wins that one? I'm gonna have to give it to Philly. I'm gonna have to give it to Philly. Who's gonna be playing quarterback for Philly at that point? No idea. <laughs> don't ask me because I don't know. What do you think? Because Nick Foles is getting the start game one. It really depends on how Nick Foles Do you think Carson does. Wentz will be full health back then? By then? I think he'll be full health, but I don't know if he's going to be playing. It really depends on how Nick Foles plays, I think. If he comes out strong, then, you know, who knows? He may play the season. I think this is a loss for us, too. Not because that. I think I think it'll the quarterback play will hurt us, but I think just playing in that kind of an environment, in that stadium... Especially, it's going to be a lot louder this year than it has in the past. Coming off the Super Bowl win, now that Philly has revived their franchise and the fan base, as if they weren't already there when they were losing, it's even—I mean, it's going to be more crazy <laughs> now than be. it's been before. Now that they won the Super Bowl, it's I think that's going to hurt us a lot. It's going to be bonkers. It's—it's it's going to be scary, and I don't think we'll come out of that. That's also going to be another ugly game. I think, like Houston, I don't even think that game will be close. I think Zeke's going to have over a hundred yards play in that game against that defense even though it's so good but i just don't think that's going to be enough i think i think nick Foles or whoever might be carson Wentz at that point maybe will probably will have a heyday on this defense oh yeah and oh, next yeah. up we have atlanta each so atlanta at atlanta what? i'm gonna give him a big win over there i'm gonna take the win over here yeah I'll give them a win in atlanta I'll get, i don't atlanta's I don't, going a little bit down exactly now. i don't feel good in this atlanta team so i'm gonna give the cowboys a win here too and this will be a good home. I mean, a good road win too, for the Cowboys to get their moral back up after losing, you know, the home game, the road game before that to Philadelphia. Next up, they have got New Orleans at home on Thanksgiving. Next, they got New Orleans. I mean, Washington. You're I'll right. Give them the win on Thanksgiving. I'm gonna give, give them. To a, I'm gonna give them another win on Washington too. I don't think Washington's gonna be any better at that so point. It'll be six and That's five right. Next up, we have we have New Orleans. Who's gonna win that game? All right, guys. I'm giving it to the Saints. I'm giving it to New Orleans, too. I don't think that this will be another close game. We're going to have a couple of blowouts this year, and I think this will be one of them. Next up, we got Philadelphia at home. Micah, I'm picking them to beat Philadelphia at that game, I think. You know what? I'm going to give you that Hey, one. I'm going to give them beating Philadelphia. I'll I, give them a split. I think they're going to come and hit them in the mouth. and it'll be, a, it'll be a big win for us. Maybe it'll help us have that chance. Of course. And then yeah. next, they have Indianapolis on the road. That'll be tough. I don't think Aaron. I don't think that Andrew Luck's going to be any better than he's been. I don't think that the team's going to be any better than they've been, even though they've gotten better. You know, I just don't see it. Prone, so you may not even be there. So it, I'll give him a law. Or I mean, excuse me. I'll give the Cowboys a win in this one. Exactly. And then done. next, we have Tampa Bay at home. I'm picking them to win that game too. I'll take a win in that one. As well, see. so that's nine and six. That's right. And then last but not least, New York at New York. Oof. I'm picking them to win it, Micah. I'll take a win in that one. So ten and six. I'm giving this team ten wins. So I'm giving them ten wins, and I have them out of the playoffs. Maybe I ought to rethink that. <laughs> yeah, Maybe you should I'll rethink it. That's card. why I gave them the playoff spot. Maybe I've... I'll rethink that and give them a wild card. You should. That's what I was telling you. That's why I got them I in guess the playoffs. Through the schedule, but I mean, you never really know though either. I mean, some of these games may be cakes, cakewalks, and others may not that we think that will be right now. I mean. Things change throughout the course of a season. You never really You're know. right. It'll be exciting to see. I'm a little nervous, but I think this team is going to make the playoffs, but it's going to be an emotional roller coaster the entire year. That's all we have tight. for this segment. Next up, for closing out, we have our hot picks, as always, here on the hot seat. 
Micah, I'm curious to see where you're going to go with these. I think I have an idea, but we'll find that out real quick. We'll take the short commercial break. This is The Hot Seat on utaradio.com. Welcome back to the last segment here on The Hot Seat. Micah, it has gone so fast once again. Another week, another show. You're on The Hot Seat once again, but that's okay. Real quick, we got about a minute or two here left. We're going to get into our hot picks. Mike, I'm going to get right into it. First game, Texas A&M versus Clemson. Clemson is favored by 12 and a half. Who you have? You know what, Creighton? I'm going to take Texas A&M to upset Clemson this weekend. I got two words for you. You're insane. <laughs> that's, that's three. That's all I got. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, that you, is two. That, You're right. <laughs> you unbelievable. <laughs> That's oh, the kind of education that's going on at Texas A&M right there. There you go. I'm going to give Texas A&M the win of this one. I really have some faith I'm going Clemson. I'm going Clemson big. I'm going Clemson by 21 plus. Three touchdowns. Next, we got Penn State and Pitt. Penn State's favored by eight and a half. Who you have? You know what? I didn't like the way Penn State looked last weekend. I'm going to take Pitt. They looked really convincing last you're, weekend. You're right. Penn State did not look good at all against App State, but I'm going to. I think Penn State's going to bounce back. I think they're going to see that that was a fluke kind of game. I'm picking Penn State, and I'm I'm picking them to win by a touchdown, not cover the spread, but win by a touchdown. All right. And next we have USC Stanford. This will be a good one. This might be the best game of the weekend. I think uh, Stanford's favored by four and a half. Who you got, Micah? I'll take Stanford in this one. I I'm like pick, the way that Stanford looks. I'm so. picking Stanford too. Bryce Love is a great running back. He might win the Heisman this year. It looks like. I'm excited to see what they got this season. Uh, we got. We're going to the NFL real quick. Atlanta versus Philly. Philly's favored by two and a half. We have. I'm taking Philly. I'm taking one. Philly too. I'm I think they're gonna. I think Atlanta. they're gonna roll against Atlanta tomorrow. That'll be an it's exciting be a game. Experience. That's. Huh? Oh my gosh. Anyways, and so we got Pittsburgh versus Cleveland next. Pittsburgh's by four and a, four points. I'll what do you got? I'll take Pittsburgh. I'm taking Cleveland. I'm excited about this team. I don't know if it's hard knocks or what, but I am excited. <laughs> I think this will be a great opener. I believe they're playing in Cleveland. So they are playing in Cleveland. They are going to win an opener. They are going to win an opener. Baker Mayfield, Terod year. Taylor, whoever starts, is going to light up the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Right. I'm excited to see. That. And then you have Houston versus New England. But yeah, mm, I'm going to take Houston with that sweet upset in New England. I'm picking. I'm picking New England, Micah. To cover the spread, they're favored by six and a half. I mean, just six. Um, I think Tom Brady's going to have a great opener. Next up, Seattle versus Denver. Uh, which Case Case Keenum plays on Denver. Thanks for fact checking me. I had to figure that out myself. But anyways, <laughs> Denver Denver's favored by three. You know, I'll give Denver this one. It's in Denver, correct? Yeah, I'll take Denver. Denver I, usually is I'm really good Denver early too. I think this season, team's going to. So, I think Denver's going to be a great team this year. I think they'll win a lot of games. Uh, no one not sure they'll make the playoffs, but I think they'll win a favorable amount of games. Next up, Dallas versus Carolina. Carolina favored by three. I think we already got into this one. Oh, I'm, picking, I'm picking Carolina. No, I'm You're picking, picking Carolina. Carolina. And last but not least, the Los Angeles Rams versus Oakland. A Khalil Mackless Oakland Raiders. Who <laughs> do you got? Rams. LA Rams are favored by the four. Rams in this one. I'm, going, right, I'm going the Rams, too. I think the Rams are going to make a deep playoff run this year. I'm excited to see what they got. Micah, that is all the time we have. Ladies and gentlemen, that is all the time we have, too, for y'all. It has been a pleasure, as always, to debate with you here, Micah, on utaradio.com. You are on the hot seat once again. You better get off it when we come back <laughs> next week. This is the hot seat on utaradio.com. We'll see y'all next week. See you 8 to 10 next week at Wednesday.